Evangelium Kaddishad Marani Shamshiham Karuzuthad Matay reading from the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory be to Christ our Lord. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? So every sound tree bears good fruits but the bad tree bears evil fruit. A sound tree cannot bear evil fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock and the rain fell and the floods came And the winds blew and beat upon that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rains fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. وشوحا لآلها أمينايت Good morning everyone Just a quick announcement, Father Roni is going to be sitting for confession uh, during the Mass for anybody who wants to go to confession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I remember when I was in middle school and high school, near the end of the year, they would announce that yearbooks are for sale. And I remember as a 6th grader, 7th grader, I'd never get anything until the last year, eighth grade, before high school. My parents allowed me to get one. Freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, couldn't get one until my senior year. So I remember the yearbook experience being very special at the end, the last years of being in school. And I remember, you know, yearbook is nice because you look how goofy you are in the pictures. You laugh at your friends. And then one thing you do is you grab your yearbook and you go to your friends and you ask them to sign it for you. 
You ask them to sign it for you so that maybe they'll remember you. Maybe you'll see what they're writing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be something special. But I remember there were a few things that they'd write. They'd say, have a great summer. They'd write hags. They'd write a few different things. But one of the things that I remember they'd say that seemed a little like weird is they'd always say, don't ever change. Have a great summer. Don't ever change. See you next year. And I always found this kind of confusing because in those years, those were very developmental for a young person, a teenager and a preteen. We change a lot during those times. In a matter of two months, a young man going from sixth to seventh grade can go from having no facial hair to having a complete beard. You can go from two months and hitting a growth spurt during your summer years, growing six inches. You can go from short to tall, or short to like, still short, but like not that short anymore. <laughs> I think they would write this thing though, because they knew that change was coming. And I, I think there was a fear that over the summer, because of the new friends they might get over the summer, because of the changes that you'd go through, because there wouldn't be a daily contact that existed, there was a chance that maybe this friendship could be lost. I think that was a fear for a lot of us as kids. For any living thing though, change is inevitable. It's going to happen. We go through dramatic changes in our life. We go from big to small, like I said, short to tall, young to old. If you're human, you're going to change, either for the better or for the worse. Today in the Gospel, Jesus speaks of a type of change that happens in a person where someone becomes unrecognizable to him, almost indistinguishable. Where someone becomes a stranger to the Lord. And it seems kind of odd because God created us and there's no one knows us, there's no one that knows us better than God Himself. But Jesus speaks this warning to the people because he knows that there's going to be false prophets that are coming in sheep's clothing who present themselves as sheep, as trustworthy, as dependable, as reliable, as peaceful. And they preach, and inside they have different motives. And he's speaking this warning to them because there's a lot of people who claim to be associated with Jesus. And what does he mention that these people are doing that they claim to be associated with Christ? What are they saying? They said, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not speak on your behalf? Did we not preach the word of God on your behalf? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do, Lord, did we not do many mighty works in your name? These are some pretty impressive things that they're doing. But what is it, what does Jesus say? He says, many will come to me on that day saying this, this, and this, but I will say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. Seems a little surprising because Jesus himself 
He commands these things. He, he sends the disciples out. He says, go preach in my name. Go cast out demons. Actually, I'm sending you and you're going to be doing things that I'm doing, but even greater. So it seems a little odd that when Jesus is commanding them to do this, that these people become unrecognizable. They become strangers to the Lord. So how does someone become that way? What is going on? How does a follower of Jesus Christ, a son or daughter of God, become unknown, unrecognizable by Jesus Himself jeopardizing and losing and forfeiting heaven? How does that happen? The answer is revealed here in the very words of Jesus. What does He say? He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. So what's the difference here? What is the game changer? It's obedience. It's listening to the word of God. Hearing the word of God being preached to me. And as challenging as it is, as difficult as it is, as demanding as it might seem in the world that we live in, I am going to listen and follow. Not just because I don't want to disappoint God, but I'm doing it because I know He has my best interests in mind. So obedience is not a blind obedience. Obedience is that I trust the person who's telling me this. That's for my good. So the game changer is obedience. Because the opposite of obedience is what? It's sin. And so St. Paul talks about this. St. Paul says, do not be conformed, but be transformed. Conformity is what St. Paul warns us against. Conformity, we manipulate the way we talk, the way we look, the way we speak, what we do, in every way we act to be someone other than ourselves, other than the person that God has created us to be, to the point where we change so much, to the ones who, the ones who really know us are wondering, where is this person? Where is so-and-so? What happened to you? You might even look the same, but you become a strange and unrecognizable. In obedience, we hear this challenge of Jesus. We hear these words that He's calling us to do. Yes, we might not be asked to cast out demons, but we'll be asked to fight our sin and bad habits every day in fasting and prayer. We might not be asked to go and preach on the mountaintops, preach in the streets, but we'll be asked not to hide our faith from our families, our friends, and the people we work with. We might not be asked to do mighty miracles. We might not be asked to do big things that cause a lot of attention to the world and people to come to God. We might not be asked to do that, but we'll be asked to stay faithful to God in the small things, in the insignificant things, in the daily things that nobody else sees but God Himself. So if we're conformed to this world, 
if we live moving with the waves that the world carries us in, we'll be far, we'll be strangers. To the point where God Himself who created us, who calls us by name, who knows us as His son, who knows us as His daughter, if He sees us drowning and if He sees us living in this life of conformity to the sins that we do, to the ways of life that we get to, He will ask, where is my daughter? Where is my son? Where is my son who would sacrifice, who would do anything to live and stay faithful for me? Where is my daughter who delights in being and me being her father, who prays to me, who trusts me, who, who stays faithful to me, to, who knows that I'm so faithful to them. Where is that daughter that I know so well? And I think these are the words that Jesus is saying. That if we become distant in disobedience, we become strangers. And God makes this effort from the beginning of the first sin of humanity to go to find us, to recover that son, that daughter, to wipe away the things that we've, the filth that we've covered ourselves in, in order to see this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter. And I think when we work, do the works of Jesus, when we work the works of Christ, when he sees us, it's not that he's just going to be seeing you. He's actually going to be seeing a reflection of himself. Because what does St. Paul say also? It says, when you do this, these good things, when you work these works, it's not you that's doing these, but it's Christ who's doing them through you. And so we pray for this obedience to God. Not to try to make things complicated, trust and to stay faithful that the words that are coming out of this God's mouth are coming from someone we can trust. To stop being at war with ourselves. To stop being at war with our Lord. That we can be transformed through this holy obedience to Him so that we might never hear these words, depart from me, I never knew you. But instead, through holy obedience, we can hear the words, this is my beloved son or daughter with whom I am well pleased.